Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about starting horses and why it's important to make sure you have a really good rider doing those first rides or an experienced horse trainer, as well as how horses react to different situations and different methods of starting under saddle and why this is important and applying to me right now is we have a few different horses being started under saddle at my farm right now. We have little Dulcie who is a Mustang. She's my Maryland Mustang tip champion from this fall where we did the competition in hand and now it's time for her to progress onto her next chapter getting started under saddle and then we have uh, Secret who is my four-year-old thoroughbred mare who I've done lots of liberty and groundwork with and now it's finally time for her to get started under saddle and then we have little bunny who is my coming three-year-old quarter horse Palomino filly that we're just putting a couple rides on just to introduce her to the idea of being ridden, get a feel for what she's going to be like, as well as there's some research to say that if you do a couple rides at a young age, it can be good for the horses to start developing that, uh, the bone strength and to have some more bone for the weight bearing so their body can kind of adjust to that. So I definitely don't think it's good to start horses really young and uh, put a lot of pressure on them. I have no desire to compete her as a two-year-old or anything like that. I'd like to let her grow, but it does seem like it's a good idea to at least put a couple of those rides on her, so that's what we're doing. Now, how this is kind of showing me the need for a good rider and some different things going on, I'll tell you a little bit about how the three different horses, which are three very different horses, a Mustang, a Quarter Horse, and a Thoroughbred, are reacting to the training or responding to the training. And the way that we use Harmony Horsemanship, we use both positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. And I think that this is really important. When we use positive reinforcement, we are offering rewards to our horse for doing the things that we want them to do. And this can help increase motivation, help them learn faster, but it can also help with relaxation. When you offer food as a reward, the horse starts chewing, they also get more invested into the training, and it helps them stay out of an emotional space. It can help them be like, oh, like this is a good thing that we're doing. Now what you have to be careful about is that you're not sneaking the rides on and that you're not bribing. So for example, if you have a bucket of food and you're letting the horse eat while you get on, sometimes the horse isn't fully aware of what is actually going on because they're more focused on the food and eating the bucket. So a better way to do that is to get on the horse while they're fully aware of what is going on and then offer that bucket of food as a reward for standing still while you get on. And then that way you're getting a true sense of what the horse is ready for, you're giving the horse a a chance to fidget around if that's what they're feeling, and you're not hiding or masking their true emotions on the situation because they're standing to eat the food instead. As well as just letting the horse be fully present in that training and fully aware of what's going on. And then the negative reinforcement, which is pressure and release, we also think is super important because it's great for the horses to understand that pulling back on the reins means stop, pulling left or right means turn, and might be how you bring them into an emergency stop. And although it's great to use your body first and to exhale and have the horse go off of a softer cue, 
if we're realistic, probably at some point there's going to be some type of spook or startle or excitement or energy where the horse is not going to be responding to that super soft cue. And it's a good idea to have trained your horse to have a backup and not just a backup, but that your horse isn't going to panic when they feel you pick up on two reins and pull back and, and cue them to stop. You want them to have an understanding of what that means and have them be relaxed when that happens. So learning how to give to pressure is good. Or for example, if your horse steps on the lead rope, it's gonna be good for them to understand how to give to that pressure and not panic because of it. So both positive and negative reinforcement can be very valuable. In Harmony Horsemanship, we try to just be careful that we're not using excessive amounts of pressure and that we're not going to a place of causing that horse emotional upset or pushing them over a threshold. So when they do start to get worried, we just wait rather than adding more pressure, more pressure, more pressure to get what we want them to do. But let's get back to the starting horses piece and take a look at the three different horses we're starting right now, the three very different types of horses and how they're responding. So first up, let's talk about Secret. So Secret is my four-year-old thoroughbred. She's done a lot of liberty and groundwork with me. She knows lots of different tricks. She's done lots of different obstacles during her training. So she's already got a really well-established um, repertoire of skills and cues, but also understanding that if she tries, I'm going to reward her. If she doesn't know the answer, I'm going to help her figure it out. And that there's no need to get emotional with me or get really upset or anxious because I don't get mad at her, I don't yank on her, and even if she doesn't understand something or she doesn't want to do something, I'm going to be patient with her and help her figure out how to do that before we move on to the next tasks. And all of those things that she's learned have really helped her with the whole saddling, long lining, and getting into the first ride process where the first time we put the sur single on her, did not care at all, completely trusting of me. She kind of looked at it a little bit and was like, oh, that's like a little bit snug, more snug than a blanket, but was really, really good about it. Long lining, she was a little bit confused at first, just the way that you would expect her to be not understanding that I was supposed to be directly behind her, so she was a little bit zigzaggy, wanting to look behind her a little bit, but not scared, not upset, and she used her knowledge of understanding how to give to pressure and follow that feel and follow that focus, and figured it out really quickly that she was able to walk, trot, long lining relatively quickly on her first session, going all the way around, steering, everything, it, it went really, really easily no spooking or scooting when we started trotting behind her, which sometimes happens with horses. And they're like, ah, oh, you're running behind me. You're chasing me. It's like, no, no, I'm just like behind you. And she was great with all of that. And with Secret, she has an extra little piece where she has a foal who we are just starting to do some weaning. And the way we're weaning to help it be less stressful on both of them is we're just starting Secret into work. And so Secret comes out of the paddock for you know an hour or so while she's getting groomed and having her training session. And then she goes back into the paddock with her baby. So they're both starting to get an understanding of you can leave, you can come back. And the baby's turned out with another friend while this is happening so he's not alone and upset. And it's just helping the whole weeding process be a lot less stressful than let's say just taking them apart and letting them cry it out so to speak. I think that's kind of traumatizing for horses really. 
So we are doing that kind of gradually with her. And everything's been really easy with her so far. And it really helps that she already has that love for learning and that trust for learning with us. And then if we look at Bunny, Bunny is my little Palomino quarter horse. And Bunny has that typical quarter horse, eh, I don't care about anything. We put the saddle on, doesn't care, no bucking, um, long lining, figured that out pretty easily, pretty quiet, and really not bothered by a whole lot. She figured out long lining over the bridges and the teeter-totter, all really easily trotting behind her. That's gone super easy. And the part where she struggles a little bit is her work ethic. She's uh, she is young, so we got to give her a little bit of grace. But we just ask for little bits of canter, long lining here and there, and she'll give us a little bit of those head tosses, like "Who do you think you are, getting me to canter?" Like this is a lot of work. Not um, not like scared scooting or anything like that, but just kind of uh, like you know, why are you chasing me on this circle type of thing where she doesn't think she should have to canter. And so we're careful with Harmony Horsemanship that we are just asking her to do a few strides nicely before offering her a reward. We're not making her do laps and laps and laps. We're trying to keep it a positive, quick experience for her. But where that becomes important is when we're doing those first rides, which her first rides have gone incredibly easy and just riding at the walk is we don't even want to think about cantering her under saddle until her cantering on the long lines is super easy and smooth because otherwise we're going to have that little bit of you know really do I have to work do I have to do this and so why have that fight or that argument especially when you are learning under saddle we want to keep it really positive so her her riding's gotten super super easy no scooting or tucking, no tenseness in the body, very, very easy. And both Secret and Bunny, I've had them since they were weanlings. And although I don't do a ton of groundwork with them because they're not my focus, I'm usually working on other horses, they've had sessions here and there throughout their lives where they understand we're kind, we're fair, it's worth trying, and we'll help you figure it out. And then when it comes to Dulcie, Dulcie is my Maryland Mustang uh, tip horse and so she's only been out of the wild or with us since June so that's how many months now July August September October so that's about four months now so she has a little bit more of that fear in her she's definitely trusting us and she's had a lot of great experiences with us but there's going to be just a little bit more of that fear because she doesn't have the years of positive reinforcement that Bunny and Secret do even though they're young. And so with Dulcie, she transitioned pretty easily to the saddle and long lining. Long lining, she scooted a little bit because there was a little bit more of that fear factor in there. And so she did kind of scoot forward a couple times when she was learning to long line, which Bunny and Secret didn't do because they didn't have that same, oh no, like human behind me chasing me mentality. So we see that little bit more scooting. And what's important is that when that's happening, you have somebody that's knowledgeable enough and quick enough with their feel and their timing that they try to cue the horse to slow down, but not in a way that makes the horse panic. Because ideally, the horse is not running off, long lining, 
multiple times. If it happens once, okay, not the end of the world, pick up the reins and continue on. If it happens twice, ee, okay, you're starting to create a habit, you should really try to hold on to the reins next time. And if it happens a third time, you're pretty much pooched and you're really creating a habit there that the horse is learning to run away from pressure and run through pressure, which is a real safety concern for sure. So we want to be really careful with that. And as we're training Dulcie, we do a lot of positive reinforcement, a lot of waiting for her. In contrast with Bunny and Secret, they take the cookies pretty quickly. They know the drill with learning. Whereas Dulcie, she's more of a slow thinker. We offer the cookie and she sometimes will take a minute before she takes the cookie. And it's not that she doesn't want the treats, it's that she's usually thinking a lot inside her head and so she's not concentrating on the training aspect. And that's another benefit to using food because if your horse isn't taking the food and you know it's something that the horse enjoys eating, it could be that they're just thirsty and their mouth is dry, but usually it's a sign that your horse is actually feeling a little bit tense and they need you to slow down and give them some time to process and to think before you move on. And then with uh, with her learning to trot, walk trot, that went really easy when we were doing the under saddle part. She, um, she really didn't offer any scoots or anything. Some stops where she'd kind of get a little tight and stop and not be so sure. So we're seeing a little bit more of that fear response, which is to be expected from a Mustang over a quarter horse or a thoroughbred that's been handled a lot longer. There's just that tiny little bit more of tension in there, which will all go away in time. And then when we were teaching Delcy her first canners, she was actually throwing some little bucks in there and not horrible bucks I'm trying to get you off, but ooh, this feels weird, this feels tight, you know, buck, and it usually was on the second stride, like she would canter one stride, give a little buck, and then canter again. And so this is why it's so important to have a really good rider being the one putting the first rides on, because in that moment when the horse might give a little buck because it feels uncomfortable, it feels weird, feels a little different, which can be a very normal response. And I'm not talking about like bronco riding, like bronking around trying to get the person off and being totally panicked. I'm just talking about kind of like a calm, cool, collected, like, oh, like that feels weird, like little buck. Um, that, that can be a pretty normal response, especially when you get into the canner. Horses, I find, can tolerate a lot and it feels okay walk trot. And then when you canter, it can feel vastly different to them. And that's where you can start to see some of these bucks come out because they just can't hold it in the same. And that's what we're seeing with Dulcie. Nothing super scary, but because she had a very good rider on her back, the rider did not come unseated, the rider did not fall off. And let's say we had somebody who was maybe not as well balanced, and even if they didn't fall off, if they really landed hard on her back or squeezed too hard with their leg, trying to hold on, that could actually make it worse and cause the horse to go scooting or bucking even more and turn an innocent little like, oh, this feels different, I'm gonna kick up my heels a little bit, could turn that into a real panic situation. Or even worse, if they, if they fall off after that little buck, you could end up with a horse that 
knows how to buck people off, which has happened to me before with a horse that I started under saddle and I was uh, pregnant, so I needed to have a student try riding and the horse didn't even really do anything awful. They just kind of stopped a little bit suddenly and the student flew off and, and so she got back on and then the next time the horse did it again, but this time more purposeful, it was like, ooh, if I stop kind of hard like this and drop my shoulder, I think you're gonna fall off. And then that was it. The horse had basically learned how to make people fall off. And this was only on the third ride. The horses had had two good rides, just riding, um, walk, and I think a tiny little bit of trot. And then the horse was now doing this at the walk, trot, or even just at the walk, and some horses are going to have the reaction of, oh, okay, like, you know, whatever, we can continue on. And then some horses are going to have that reaction of, ooh, like, this is what I'm supposed to do or this is something I can do. And that was the case with this particular horse. Even when I was leading him, he would still try to drop his shoulder and get people to fall off. And this is why it's so much harder if you have a horse that you're starting under saddle if you try to start it yourself or have somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and they fall off a couple times, it's going to be so much harder for a trainer to progress that horse than if they just got to have a clean slate. And it's so important that those first rides and even in the first couple months of being ridden, that the horse is being ridden by people who follow through with their requests fairly and that are balanced enough that if the horse is going to trip, if the horse is going to stumble, stop suddenly, all of those things, that they're going to stay seated. Both because you don't want to scare the horse accidentally by losing your balance, but also because you don't want to fall off and teach the horse that that could be a potential outcome for what they can aim to do. So you really want to make sure that we're knowing what we're supposed to do, including that following through on fair requests because if you are asking your horse to trot then you really do want to make sure you can clarify and get that horse trotting because if you don't you're going to teach your horse to ignore those cues to go forward or if you're asking the horse to turn left and and they pull you right and you don't follow through and get them to go left then you're going to teach them to ignore those reins and they could actually become quite dangerous to ride. So following through and having the confidence to follow through is going to be so important. And definitely I would say where Dulcie is at in her training, she is in a place where as long as we keep riding her with people who know what they're doing and are staying balanced and following through, she is going to be an amazing little pony because she has such a great mind. She's so smart. She's learning. But if we let somebody get on her too soon that isn't super balanced or doesn't really know what they're doing and they accidentally kick or squeeze her too hard such that she panics or that um, when she gives, if she gives one of those little bucks and they fall off of her, then she could become a bit of a nightmare because she could learn some really poor, dangerous habits by accident, even though she wasn't even trying to get somebody off. With Bunny, it's a very similar situation where because she can be a little bit like, do I have to do this? Like, that's a lot of work. If she's ridden by somebody who doesn't follow through with their requests, she's gonna learn to intimidate people and 
um, end up being a horse that like doesn't go forward. So it's going to be really important to have that fair consistency and follow through, not in a super threatening way that causes them to become defensive or more upset or emotional, but so that they understand to follow through and get rewarded and build that motivation. So the moral of the story is make sure you have somebody who knows what they're doing, is well balanced, and be ready to adjust to the horse. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at harmonyhorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, lindsaypartridge.com. That's lindsay with an E, partridge.com or harmonyhorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.